as I let those texts, those scriptures seep into my being and I prepare to speak, I'm not sure whether I'm preaching or, or praying. But I want to thank God that we are here this morning to praise him. I thank God that I'm here to praise God, and not alone, but in the company of fellow believers. That we together, in whatever circumstances we are in, and there are all sorts of circumstances are represented here this morning. Circumstances that lead easily to joy and others that are difficult. Thank you, Lord, that you have revealed yourself to us and that you've given us hearts to receive you. We would never have worked this out for ourselves. It's all your doing, dear Lord. And Lord, we know that you've given us responsibilities in this world and they take our time, but may they never take our hearts away from you. Lord God, Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, we turn to you because you are life and we love you and we worship you and our greatest joy is found in your company. For you have come to us through your son, Jesus Christ, and we want to respond to you with a sacrifice of praise. And we find inspiration from the way that you have worked in the lives of so many others. Their witness preserved for us in the pages of scripture. Ordinary people, that's so encouraging. And thank you, Lord, that you have met the yearnings of our hearts to know truth, to see what's beyond temporary and passing to you, the eternal God. Not something that we've made up for ourselves. And you are not someone who is distant, unknowable, because you have entered this world of time and space in the person of your son, Jesus Christ, a flesh and blood Jesus, the image of the invisible God. And through him we know for certain that you are the God of love and that you love us, that we are your children, each one of us, that you're our father, our loving father. And it's for all of this that we want to praise you this morning and to thank you. And in your presence, we want to get the perspective right. When we look at the scriptures, we understand that praising you is the way to live. Way, way back, the people who claimed to be known by your name, dear God, the Israelites, they discovered what it was to praise you and their inspired poets have left us the book of Psalms. And like them, we would want to praise you in Psalms and hymns and prayer. They had so much to praise you for, but we have even more through your son, Jesus Christ, he who came in the fullness of time. We've got Paul's letter to the Colossians where he said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. 
as you have continued to receive Christ, as you have received Christ Jesus, continue to lead your lives in him, abounding in thanksgiving. But how can you and I possibly address God? I mean, the idea of it is mind-blowing. But we can't do it because the Lord has first spoken to us. And here as we listen and hear the love and warmth in our Saviour's voice, we're bursting to reply. And it's possible because God has spoken to us. He spoke to Moses. And we have heard him through Jesus Christ, who lived on earth, whose stories recorded in the scriptures, who was crucified and on the third day rose from the grave. We know Jesus because we can read the scriptures and hear them preached. We know Jesus through the living witness of our Christian friends in this church and in the church universal. We know him through God the Holy Spirit who's present with us and guides us day by day. And that's why we can and do speak to God in love through Jesus Christ. Jesus, the face of God. But the static sometimes, you and I know this, our speaking doesn't always go as we would have hoped or our listening. We know God has spoken and we can speak to him, but sometimes it goes better than others. Isn't that true? And perhaps it is because we've got more to learn. We need to be teachable. The Psalms provide one of our guides in praising. That's what Paul thought when he wrote to the Colossians to sing and told them to sing Psalms. And our Presbyterian forebears in Scotland, mine anyway, felt the same. From the 17th century on, it was the singing of Psalms through that that they praised God. My great grandfather came to this country with his wife and two infants back in 1858. And one of the first things they did was to join St Andrew's Church in Simon Street. Their names are recorded on the register there. And I feel I can almost hear them in their Scottish accent singing the Psalms with the presenter at the front with his tuning fork. Ah, they were not going to have an organ. I hope this isn't soppy, no violins, thanks. But when you're blessed to fall in love and have that experience, it's okay to say, I love you. And it's okay to say it more than once. In fact, once doesn't do. And it's not just a compliment. There's joy in the saying and the receiving. Those 17th century reformers even put it into their catechism. It was question and answer. The question, 
What are we here for? And the answer, to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. They also drew up a directory for public worship. The duty of Christians is to praise God by singing. For biblical backup, we could do no better than look at the Song of Solomon. Solomon, chapter 2 and verse 16. My beloved is mine, and I am his, and his banner over me is love. For God, the creator of all that is, has come to us in the flesh and blood, Jesus Christ. God with feeling. God who so loved the world. God who delights to receive our praise. Don't you love that preview of heaven that we find in the last chapter of Revelation and also in Revelation 4? Day and night without ceasing they sing, Holy, holy, the Lord, the Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You are worthy, our Lord and God. You are worthy to receive glory and honour and power. The great Welsh revival in 1904 is described in a typical meeting. It says... The meetings open after any amount of singing by the reading of a chapter or a psalm. And then it's go as you please for two hours or more. Three quarters of the meeting consists of singing. No one uses a hymn book. No one gives out a hymn. One of the great worship uh, times that I've shared was the opening of the St. Columba Church in Botany. They had three openings. The one I went to was all singing and we just stood there for the best part of an hour and we sang the hymns that we've learnt over the years. It was a great experience. Why is it that we want to praise? Surely it is because we are responding to something, to someone beautiful. God who we know through our beautiful Lord Jesus. Psalm 27. One thing I asked of the Lord, and that will I seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That's the point. It's by God's grace that our eyes have been opened to see him, to see the Lord. And this is nothing to pat ourselves on the back about. God's done it all. Praise him. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God, for he is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. That's Psalm 147. In the Psalms, praising God is described as a sacrifice. Let them offer sacri thanksgiving sacrifices and tell of his deeds with songs of joy. And then some of us remember the songs of praise chorus. Uh, we bring the sacrifice of praise. 
The people that the psalmist was addressing knew all about sacrifices. The priests did it all the time. But people needed a reminding that worship is not just something that you observe the priests doing. Worship has to be in your own heart. It has to do with being honest and just and caring for the poor and the homeless. Psalm 51, the sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. I'll praise the name of the Lord with a song. I'll magnify him with thanksgiving. And this will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull. Let the oppressed see it and be glad. You know, in some wonderful way, praising God seems to bring the beginning of the answers to our prayers. To our prayer, especially, your kingdom come. Because when a group or a community praises, we bring our life more into line with God's way, with God's life. We submit to his way. And as Christians, we put on those new clothes that Paul speaks about. As God's chosen ones, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, meekness, humility and patience. Bear with one another. Colossians 3. They're different clothes from the ones that we used to wear in the self-focused life. Is it too far, going too far to say that praising God makes us more like God, more like Jesus and more like God? In creating and restoring and healing and forgiving and suffering, we, we learn. We learn to ride this new life. But you and I know it takes practice. It's a challenge. It's totally absorbing. But it's worth waking up for. Because it's full of surprises and it's full of joy and satisfaction. At the human level, it tends to be that we become a little bit more like somebody that we admire. We see it in children who unconsciously pick up the expressions and mannerisms of their parents. Paul catches this when he says, all of us with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Like a newborn baby looking into the eyes of its mother. It's praise that turns the focus away from ourselves and our own well-being to God, to his plan, for us and for his creation, and how he will use us in his plan. When we are able to say, not my way, Lord, but your way. But praising God is vital in keeping our focus on God. And it's so wonderful when we're able to do this, as we have been this morning, together. Although it's still possible when we're cut off as for a time many of us have been.
Praising God brings us so much closer to the heavenlies. Brings us to the place where we experience God's grace in even greater measure, despite what our circumstances might be. We've only got to think of Paul and Silas. They've been beaten. They've been put in the inmost cells, their feet in the stocks. Their wounds are going to be raw, fly-blown. And what do they do? At midnight, they're there singing hymns to God. Maybe there were angels there singing with them. Whatever it was, it pleased God to send an earthquake so that their chains fell off and the doors were opened. Praising God draws us closer to him and somehow he closer to us. And when we see God afresh, when we become aware of his closeness, praise comes out at that time, unstoppable and unrestrained. And that's what was happening to Paul and Silas. And it's what happened to Peter and John back with the believers after their prison experience, where praise erupted. And they raised their voices to God and said, Sovereign Lord, you made the heaven and the earth. And when they prayed, the place where they were gathered was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking the word of God with boldness. God's coming brings forth praise. We are here together by God's grace. And we're not here to watch a performance and to evaluate to evaluate the preaching and the music and the prayers. We're here to praise God, to fully enjoy him forever. And the quality of worship isn't what we get out of it. It's what we're able to give to it. And in doing this, we are fulfilling our highest calling. You know, sometimes when I come early and I hear the music team, I envy them because they've been spending at least half an hour, maybe an hour, warming up, praising God, getting their focus on God, where we've just slipped in the door. And the music team can help us as they have this morning, but they can't do it for us. Our praise doesn't depend on the songs. It has to do with our own hearts, our willingness, our desire, that above all we will fall down before God's throne in praise, in wonder, love and praise. So in the words of Hebrew, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that confess his name. It's about transformation, being transformed in this process. All of us with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord, though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. And for this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Lord, we praise you, and we worship you, and we honour you. And we pray that your spirit of praise may grow 
and be rich in our hearts and be attractive and draw people to you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.